ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Cincy Brewcast, and I'm the Gnarly Gnome. I messed up on this one. I want you to know that before we dive in, because we're just going to kind of jump into a conversation, because I lost a huge, well, not huge, I lost a chunk of the show somehow. I'm still not exactly 100%, 100% sure how, uh, but I did. Um... As a lot of you probably know, because you listen to the live uh, Weekly Pint and things like that, I had a baby last week, and I'm going to blame the fuzzy nature of my brain and everything that has been going on, the lack of sleep and and all of that. Um, But, you know, it's just me not not being as good of a podcaster as I probably should be. So I'm, I'm very sorry, but the, the bulk of the conversation is here. This week, I sat down with Bobby Slattery of 50 West, and we talked about, well, I mean, obviously we talked about how they are coping with all of this, uh, this coronavirus stuff. Uh, as most of you guys probably know by now, just by kind of watching social media and reading the uh, the blog and all of that, uh, they opened their, their their burger bar, as they call it. I like to call it the burger joint. They opened that this uh, last week, depending on when you're listening to this, in the middle of all of this. So it was interesting to kind of get their perspective on how they're dealing with it and how you keep kind of trying to operate on some sense of normalcy when nothing around you is normal. Um, so we talk about that. Um, we talk about how they, again, are how they're adjusting the way they do business, which is endlessly fascinating to me, um, jumping from brewery to brewery, talking to them about how they are trying to find their normal in the middle of something that is very not normal. Um, so it's a good conversation. It is at this point, I think we recorded it two weeks ago, something like that. I hadn't had the baby yet. So I think we talk about that at some point in the show of how this show would be uh, dropping or airing or however you say it in podcast lingo on the day that I was going in for our C-section, which did not happen. Instead, I have a week old baby at home um, keeping me up all night. So Hopefully I get this up. Nope, I can't get it up at normal time because it should have been posted three minutes ago. But hopefully I get it up before you wake up tomorrow or whenever again, whenever you do your podcast listening. I don't know. I, I don't know how any of this works. We should do a, uh, a From the Beer Fridge um, because I did and it did not end up in the final episode. So yeah, there we go. From the Beer Fridge. <laughs> I guess I have to add the sound effects in later. Um for this episode, we don't, I think, talk about it because I think we talked about it just at the very top of the show. But I was drinking my last bottle, which I'm right now very disappointed that was my last bottle of um, uh, of Brett as my co-pilot batch three, which has been at this point sitting in the cellar for I, I don't know off the top of my head how long. I guess I should have looked that up, but it's drinking really, really good. If you have bottles of it, go ahead and crack them open because they are um, fantastic. I, I can't say that they're not going to improve, though, because of the, uh, the Brett. I think it's going to continue to evolve a little bit. Um, it's not as earthy and funky as some of the other Brett beers that I've had, but I really, really like it. It's got this real great like lemony kind of funk going on, um, but real kind of real easy 
drinking as far as quote unquote sour beer goes, because I don't know if you consider Brett sour or not. Some people just consider it wild and some people consider it sour, whatever. It's a great beer. And uh, if you, I don't know if they still have it for sale at uh, at 50 West. I know they dug pretty deep into their cellar um, to, uh, to to get some stuff out to get people to go out to the the brewery to buy beer during all of this. But um, if they do still have some, go ahead and grab a couple bottles of it. Grab a couple bottles of something. Just get out there and uh, and support the brewery. I do have to say, uh, one of the things that did get cut out of the beginning of the show that we talked about while we were talking about um, about the Brett is my co-pilot was kind of some of the directions that they're going to kind of start being able to shoot down now that this big expansion that they're in the middle of is getting close to being completed. Um, and one of them is um, some of the barrel-aged projects that they are going to finally get to dive back into after not being able to to focus on it as much as I think a lot of the people there would like to. So uh, keep your eye out for that. And um, like I said, and like we will say during the episode, the uh, the burger bar, get there and support what they're doing. That place is freaking awesome. I just put a post up about it this last week, <clears throat> which it's actually been really hard to get posts up. I have a list of some things I want to talk about on the blog, but um, you would think that if you don't have kids, you would think that being home on some kind of uh, paternity or maternity leave, that you would have a little bit extra free time to do things, and it just doesn't seem to work out that way. It's actually really, 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 really hard to get anything done. Um, I used to be able to either stay up late and do something or get up early and get something done if I needed to, and that just doesn't exist anymore. It's impossible with these little windows of sleep that you already get. It's um, it's absolutely nuts. So I apologize for the lack of content that's been coming out because there is, as always, no lack of um, beer news and uh, things to talk about even in the middle of all of this. So believe me, I wish I could be talking about it more than what I am, but it's uh, it's hard enough to get the content together that I want to make sure I keep getting out there through all of this, let alone anything new. So I apologize, but uh, it will get back to normal eventually. I know that. And uh, you can you can bet on that. Um, if you're listening to this Monday during the day, tonight is uh, the weekly pint. It's a live broadcast on Facebook that I do. And you can always count on, you know, a half hour or so of, of live kind of chat. You can call into the show and, and talk with me or there's like a you can obviously put your comments in there and, and chat that way with us, too. And um, have a beer with us every Thursday around happy hour ish is the way I've been saying it. So Thursday evening sometime I have an Instagram uh, series on Instagram TV that goes up. That's called Prost and that's. Uh, short little tasting episodes of different beers, uh, cocktails, booze, wine, whatever I can find behind the bar that sounds tasty that I want to talk about. So you've got that too, if you like the whole Instagram thing. And as the schedule kind of keeps adjusting and returning to some kind of normalcy, there are some other ideas that I'm playing around with. So keep supporting the show. I appreciate it so, 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 so much. Tell your friends about it. Um, and we'll just jump right in here to where it picks up with, with Bobby Slattery from 50 West. Again, I, I apologize to all of you guys for losing the beginning of the show, but, um, here we are jumping right in. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm excited though. I don't think, I remember I kept saying like, there was a point in time where I was like, Oh, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. I don't think it ever goes back to normal. I, I know that, that maybe that's scary for me to say that, but I don't think that's a bad thing either. I think it's just going to be, it's an adjustment. Like the world's changed. It's going to be different than it was before. But like, when I think of that, I think of opportunity, I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. There's going to be new opportunities here that were never here before. People are more willing to have beer delivered to their house now than ever before, right? Like the idea right. of that happening in the past was like, uh, maybe, I don't know. Now it's like, it's a thing. And I don't think that's going to go away. I think people realize, oh, this is easier than it was before. Um, and there's new ways to get those products to them. And so um, when I look at that, it's like, hey, that's cool. That's something that we didn't get to do before that now we can try to figure out. Um, and I don't think that's just going to go away once once this is over. I think people are going to continue. They probably won't buy at the same level, but I think that they're they'll be interested in figuring out how do they make that thing happen. I don't think there's any any possible way you put that back in the. Oh, sorry, I'm trying to figure. I've got some technical stuff going on here. Um, oh, you're fine. I don't think that there is any way to put that back into the bag after it's been um after it's been pulled out like that yeah people you know i talked like i said i talked to urban artifact the other day and you know they're shipping to something like 12 or some kind of 11 12 states or something like that now and it's it's changed the way that they're doing business right now they're getting beer to these people that have been desperate for their beer now and they can get the stuff that would have never been on a shelf before and now here it is on their doorstep like that's exciting stuff it's awesome. It's it's a neat. There's a lot of positives. There, and I was talking to my. I got a, a, a six year old son at home, um, and I was talking to him about it, and, and 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 saying like the other positive that came out of this is like, you know, this is a deadly disease, right? But like, it's not like if you get it, you automatically die, right? right. So so the other positive is, and, and God forbid something like this ever happens again. But we as a nation are learning how to how do we like navigate this. So God forbid we get the one that's like, Hey, look, if you get it, you got a 75% chance of dying. Well, now we know how to do all this stuff because we got to go through it with this thing. You know what I mean? Um, and I know there's been people out there that have been affected by this. They've had family members die and things like that, but the overall death rate is relatively low. So I think it's good for us to go through something like this because it sets us up. I mean, they're, the government's going to figure this stuff out. And I, I imagine next time they say, Hey, essential businesses are shut down. There's not going to be this like day where everyone's like, am I essential or not essential? It'll just be like, hey, you knew going into your business, whether you're essential or not essential, like these ones go to work and these ones don't. Right. Well, and, you know, there's going to be clauses written into everybody's uh, business plans. It's like, this is what happens if, you know, not even just something like this, but if there's a, you know, catastrophic storm or something like that. And like all of these things are, we're going to have so much planning behind stuff now. But yeah. Just, it sucks which, that this is how we had to figure that out. Which, by the way, this is, I'm just going to, uh, talk about myself for a second, but my, I got, we got, my house got hit by a tornado in mm. the middle of this thing, That's which right. is, which is like, I can't even tell you, like it, it reached a point. So we lost power for, I think it was like three and a half days. So we had to take all my kids and literally bundle them into a bed for like body warmth because it was oh, freezing God. and we had nowhere to go. Um, and it was just one of those moments that was just like, you, we couldn't like do anything other than laugh. We're just like, this is just like so ridiculous. Like we literally in the middle of this COVID thing where it, like my business is being, you know, drastically affected. And now a tornado comes and we're like, 
in the basement with the kids and then the power went out for days. But, um, I, I, it's taught me so much about just, I I don't know. I, I, I've learned to appreciate things in ways that I've never been able to appreciate, uh, before. And I just, uh, I'm, I'm at a point with this thing where I'm almost, it sounds kind of weird, but when they tell us we have to go back online, I'm almost kind of like, like it's going to kind of make me nervous for a second. I'm like, wait, I'm just learning this new, this just, new just figure space, this out. <laughs> right? Like we're just, we're navigating this. We sell uh, our beer through a drive through now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so, it's so fun. It's so fun. You know, like, uh, so I don't know. I, I, I like every, when I'm looking for the governor's information, like it's one of those things where you're like, I want it to be over, obviously, but I'm also like every day we learn new stuff and we figure new things out and we keep having these new levels of successes that just feel they're so fun to go through. Um, and, and the same thing will happen when we go back online and it, it's going to be a, it's going to be another adjustment we just figured out. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's such an interesting time and, and I'm glad I'm talking to you now as opposed to when this first happened, because when it first happened, my mindset was just, it was so different. It was just sort of like, all right, well, we're just going to wait for this to come back. And then all of a sudden I was like, what am I doing? Like, we're just going to sit here and wait and die. Like, right. or you just like go figure it out and, and, and move on. Well, you guys also, um, again, call it a stroke of luck or genius. And the last couple of years have ramped up production and canning your beer and getting it into, uh, retailers so that people yeah, can go yeah, to stores yeah. and buy your beer. Uh, I, I don't know if things would look the same if that hadn't happened the way it did and something like this happened. Yeah, that would have been a big difference. You start yeah, to I think feel- about so many things like that. And like, uh, you know, we, we've talked to a couple of places that, um, you know, like Urban or a couple other places that don't really want to uh, broadcast the fact that they were contract brewing instead of buying new tanks and dumping a bunch of money into things, you know. It, thank God, you know, you look at these decisions that people made leading up to this and it's like, it's enabled things to be the way they are today. And, um, I don't know if I can say that everybody's going to come out of this unscathed, but I think we're going to be sitting a lot better than some other cities will be. Yeah. I, I, we're, you know, we'll see when it, when it all, all unfolds, but yeah, I think that, you know, it gives you a good, uh, I don't know. It gives you a little reality check there, right? Like everything was just like, like oh we just keep going and going we're in the middle of a of an expansion but like when i look at what we're building it's a giant outside beer garden that attaches to a bike trail uh that makes milkshakes and has like it's it's first off the amount of people that are on the bike trail right now is more than ever have you gotten on the trail yet (laughs) Um, it's i've driven by it a few times okay with with my day job i'm out and about during the day and it's been impossible trying to avoid people with uh with some of the stuff that i'm doing because people are just out everywhere they're all like the sidewalks are full of people the bike trails are full of people It's, it's, it's great. I mean, all these people are getting exposure to that and then we'll, this thing will open up. And I, I, I don't know. I think that I think we're, we're going to be in a good spot there. Um, it raises questions on the brew pub. Like we look at the brew pub now and we're like, shoot, like we're not going to reopen the brew pub right away. Right. Because, because before our plan was like, we're going to open this and we're going to open it. It's like, okay, look, we don't have the bandwidth right now to, to open two spaces at the same time. And the other part is, is like, the brew pub's pretty compact and we don't know what those rules and regulations are going to be. So for us, it'd be safer for us to say, Hey, hold tight on that for a second. And, and we'll reopen it once we feel good about the rules and how all this stuff's going to work because crowded spaces are probably gonna be the most hard, hard spaces to navigate in the, in the, in the short term, assuming that, you know, we all, we all kind of are projecting this like 50% capacity or whatever they're going to put, whatever they're going to 
bestow upon us. Yeah, but you're, you know, the, the nature of what 50 West is is like this time of year, most of your people are not sitting inside the, no, brew the brew, pub. Yeah, the, <laughs> like exactly. Everybody wants to sit outside. Everybody wants to be in the sunshine. So it's, you guys are really you in, in a nice, unique position too. Um, at the same time, this was that time of year where you were supposed to get people coming back out and, and coming. It's, to, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's, just wait until you see it. When you come, I think everything that we're doing, um, it's just neat. It's just a really, really neat thing that I think people are going to be, um, they're going to be excited about and they'll see it and they'll be like, wow, this is, this is great. So, um, you can probably drive by it. Well, actually when this podcast happening, I, the, the space is pretty much, it, it'll be finished by the time that's happened. We may be open and you may have already visited us and, and you'll know what I'm talking about when that happens, but um, we're excited about it. We're, we're really excited. And then the Chillicothe project we're working on, you know, that's a, that's a tough one for us right now. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're hundred percent in the, in the mode of finishing it, but we're running into problems with, you know, the problem we're having there is that uh, the we're having, we're having a hard time with uh, its supply issues. Like we're having a problem with an elevator there that's supposed to go into the building that they can't get all of a sudden. Right. Um, so, you know, when we were initially looking at a May timeline, we're now looking at maybe a June or July timeline. Um, so, but you know, it, it's still full steam ahead and I still think people are going to be excited about it. And at the end of this thing our our there's no doubt 50 West comes out stronger um, than we've ever been. And, and it, it feels good. And, and I think your analogy of like, look, it feels, it, it almost feels like back to the beginning days uh, all over again. And it's not, I, it's neat to be able to go back and do that. Like that was some of the most yeah. fun times of the business were the beginning days. And, and now here we sit today and I, we, we kind of get to do it all over again. I can say from my perspective, and I don't know if that's, if it's normal for everybody, but I'm drinking entirely more craft beer right now than I ever have. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm good, consuming good. so much beer. <laughs> and I don't know I, if it's I, I don't know if it's a stress thing, if it's a being locked up in the house with a, a three year old and a eight and a half month old pregnant wife, or oh my if God. it's the uh, the how's work your, side of things. I don't know, but I'm drinking a lot. <laughs> how's your wife doing? She's uh, she's stressed, but she's yeah. doing all right. What she is she stressed about work or, or uh, her, everything, or, everything, everything. But work. She's still trying to work from home with a kid climbing over top of her all the time. Uh, I think there was some kind of a, a zoom meeting with a naked kid the other day, just sitting next to oh, her God. Great. <laughs> stuff like that. And then on top of that, trying to get everything ready for the baby and trying to yeah, understand, just, and- understand what the doctor is t- telling us, you know, your parents aren't allowed to see this baby for, you know, <sighs> first couple months. And like, that's stressful. Obviously she had this whole support system that she, you know, was counting on that isn't going to be there. So, it's weird. Yeah, it's it's different. It's you know what? It's one of those things you'll talk about for the rest of your lives. It's 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 tough, but but we'll see. We're gonna get some news coming out here over the next few weeks, and and you know for for your timeline, you know hopefully that I think maybe that maybe that opens some stuff up for you. I think so. Um, I, that's what I'm hoping for. But at the same time, you don't want to like get some kind of uh, thing in your head and then have it, yeah, then not, it gets removed. Not, yeah, have it not be yeah. what it actually is. So. You can only, you can only control what you can control. That's, that's the, that's the, the what it, <laughs> I think that was the mistake I made in the beginning of this was thinking that I could control a, a pandemic. And I was like, look, this thing's bigger than you. You got to just like sit back and, and every day we have, we have team meetings every morning. And, uh, and that was, that's what it, some of them, I was like, guys, look, every single day is different. Cause like one day we'd be doing one thing. The next thing we'd be doing the next, just cause as news would come in, that's, you just had to adapt. Um, 
but I think everybody's used to it at this point. And I don't know. We're in a, we're in a good spot. What can, uh, what can beer drinkers around the city do to, uh, to help support you guys other than just going and buying your beer? Is that it? Is that the, uh, the secret to it? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, what can they do to support us? I don't, I don't think it's a, so here's my, my mindset of this is like, I, what, if I, if people, people could help this, I think the best thing, like I, I get really excited the about the idea of not necessarily 50 West, but the idea of like, we're America and like this, we're the greatest country in the world. And we are going to beat this. Like I, if I could give one piece of advice to everybody that's out there is like, be proud to be from this country and like represent that and, and know that your actions every single day are a reflection of who we are as a country. And if we can go out there and, and just like kick, excuse my language, but like kick this pandemic's ass. So it's like, look, we're going to fight back. We're not going to sit there and let this thing just like knock us down. I mean, that's, that's what I want to see is I want to see us as a country be able to come out of this thing, just like stronger than ever, where you got, you know, us flags hanging outside of people's house and it's just like look we're gonna come back and fight this this was hard this was difficult we all had to go through a lot of stuff but we're gonna go back to being the great country that we've always been it would be Um, it would be really great timing for uh a new label for like an american lager or something that was very patriotic we we did we actually had that we did did we tell you that no the label came through the ttv (laughs) oh god oh god all right but yeah oh god i didn't even i wasn't even i wasn't even thinking of it that way but that's a great call but they uh (laughs) Yeah, I think that's that's uh, that's I don't know. I get excited about uh, you know after nine eleven. Remember we had that like rah rah moment for a little while. Yeah, uh, where you go and it's just like yeah. I, I, it, the other thing, the other thing you got to think about with this. So, um, you know who Bill Simmons is? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I like love Bill Simmons. I he'd fallen off my radar forever. Um, I used to like read him religiously. And anyways, I was listening to one of his podcasts. And he was talking about uh, he was talking about the WWE and how they did uh, WrestleMania with no fans. Right. Did you see it by chance? No, I, I don't watch I don't watch wrestling, so I didn't either. But he said that it exposed wrestling. Wrestling's um, one of those things that like I watched it when I was a kid and loved it. And every time I think about it now, I'm like, man, that would be really fun to watch now. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start watching wrestling. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually thought over the pandemic, one of the things, so my son's like six. So one of the things I thought of, I was like, maybe we should just like start wrestling from like when I was a kid and uh, literally watch every single wrestling episode well, up until can. today. There's, don't they have like an app right? now that you can do? That? I don't, I don't know. I'm I not that into so. wrestling, but I'm sure that you can. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, should I just expose him to like the entire wrestling? Like I dropped <laughs> off in probably like 1994. Um, uh, anyway, so so what he was saying was in Re- WrestleMania, like he's like, you forgot about how important, um, how much the fans play a role in that. He's like, wrestling, the fun part of wrestling is the entrance yeah. and the music and the fans. And he's like, when you take those things out of it, it's just two good. Two guys fake fighting in a ring. It's it's terrible. It's actually like a horrible thing to watch. Even like the but, sound of it and stuff, I can imagine right? is like yes. is, is just all off. And they're talking about with football and stuff. If football comes back without fans in the stadium, and I think it's the same thing. It would just be weird. Like it's, it, 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 it's like it would take this whole other piece of it that is important that we didn't realize well, away. The important part you don't realize it, it's it's the energy of the people. It's the energy of people. Like that's I'm I'm a I'm into running, and I, I one of the things I love about marathons, and I'll tell you that it's like the most positive 
it's the most positive environment you will ever expose yourself to because every person it's a it's a large crowd of people all rooting all there supporting one another and there's just so much positive energy and i think that's what people love about sports they don't realize it but it's it's not necessarily whether you win or you lose it's the idea that you're going to get to go celebrate close with other people and there's a lot of energy that's there and i think that that same thing applies to tap room and restaurants and i think that's what's going to be tough for us is like it's like you go to these – you can go to the the best restaurant in the world that serves amazing food, but if it's only at 30% capacity, it doesn't it really feel, feel right, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. And and when when the when a place is, is is moving and bumping and there's people in there, and it's that energy that you're feeding off of, and I think that's going to be our biggest challenge is like – you know, in it, when you when we talk about these reduced capacity uh, scenarios, it's that energy gets sucked out of them. And so, well, how there, are people going to feel about that? There could also be a different energy though. Like there is still something, and well, there's a different kind of energy with a a, a tap room or a, a, a brewery where you're sitting at the bar and it's quiet and you can have a conversation with people about beer. That there is still something fun about that. A hundred percent. But you want to be crowded at the bar. Everybody's sitting close to each other having that conversation. You don't want to be well, spaced not, out no, across the big. <laughs> it's just it's just a different um I, I think that, that there's a different tone. And I think that what you're talking about, that's a very personal relationship a lot of times with with a bartender or, or a brewer or whoever you're talking to. Um and, and and that's that exists. I think it's just it's going to be interesting to watch the world kind of, cause I think a lot of people aren't aware of, of where that energy comes from. Right. Um, but when you're sitting in a half empty, you know, restaurant, you'll, you'll start to be like, is this fun? Like, is this what I, you know, in California, they said, uh, they would make everybody take their temperature when they walk in the door. And then the CEO of Friday said they were going to put up plastic, uh, you know, plastic dividers at each table. And I'm like, you know, if going out to eat is becoming like going to a doctor's appointment, people just might not want to do that. That's not why you go out to eat. That's right? not why you go to a bar. It's not why you go, you know? Yeah. It's like, just stay at your house and, and have your friends over or something. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see us adapt, but I think there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of people that are excited to see other people. Oh, yeah. um, and, that, and that's going to be the challenge that we're going to be facing here pretty soon is, is that, is that excitement to see others, but also um, the res- making sure you're having that respect um, and that understanding for other people that may or may not be comfortable with, with that environment yet, because nobody knows what the right answer is. Right. You know what I mean? Like the right answer might be like, Hey, we really, really, really shouldn't be together and close by each other because this is a, this is going to hurt us and it's going to put us right back at the spot where we were before. Or the right answer could be, Hey, everything's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Nobody knows. And that's what makes it so hard. The thing that's different about this than um, when we were all after nine 11, and dealing with all of that is that there isn't like an an enemy with this. Like when you were coming off of yeah, exactly everybody like, like there was a hatred behind yes. it. There were people were mad and people were yeah. like you know mad at somebody. And this is like really everybody kind of in the same boat. Everybody's together. Everybody's everybody's just sad and upset and 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 tired of this thing that you know it's a everybody's on the same team. I guess. Well, I think, I think to some extent that's true, but like use this as an example, like I think, God, think I'm, I'm so lucky, but I haven't had anybody directly related to me that's died from this. Right. You know what I mean? So now had that happened to me, you know, my opinion is like, I'm just so excited to hug my friends again. Right. right? Like that's all I want to do, but I got to be mindful that there's people out there that, that had somebody you know, die that was directly, that they directly knew and, and me hugging my friends you know, to them could be interpreted as like, you have no idea how dangerous this disease yeah, that's, was. That's what killed so-and-so. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So I think that that might that's where I get a little scared about the world we're going to walk back into is like, hey, every you kind of have to be able to be you got to be mindful and understanding of, of everybody interprets things in different ways. And because there isn't a direct enemy in this one, that creates a lot of frustration for people because, they, you know, they, they they're they're angry at something. But we don't know exactly what we're angry about. Are we angry because we can't see our friends or are we angry because the disease killed killed one of our friends? You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's that's the that's the situation we're all in. Do we ever really go back to normal? Do you think? Uh, I, I mean, I think so. I'm also like, I'm a hugger, right? right. Like that's always, that's how I've always been. Um, I think that the, the people miss people a lot. I think that like just, just from, but also I'm interacting with people. My interactions every day are with people that are driving here to get beer, right? That's mm-hmm. like one of the most social things. They're going to get beer to be, you know what I mean? Like they're not coming here to sit at their house and drink it by themselves in most instances, right? They're, they're, they're enjoying this with other people. <laughs> okay. Well, there, that, I guess that's true. You don't have anybody I'm else to drink Hiding with. in the basement, recording <laughs> podcasts and drinking by myself. <laughs> but, but, but that's, that's like, uh, that's, I think when I look at the people that we see on a daily basis, they're excited to see other people. They're excited to be, to interact socially with one another. Um, and I think that that's, that's the big, I think that people are, are once, once they're, you know, once they know that this thing is cleared and, and we're okay, I think that they, they're okay. I think that they're, um, the other thing too, is there's probably a lot of guidelines and stipulations they get put, they get passed down that are probably good for us as a society. Um, I don't like the idea of wearing masks for the rest of my life. I love to smile. I love to see people's smiles. And I think it also having makes a mask it really on, hard to drink beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, uh, I don't, I don't like that, that world, but like, if that's, if that becomes more commonplace, like I'm not going to judge others for doing that. I just, me personally, I, I prefer not to have that. So I think that we do, we do go back. I think we're going to have a problem. Um, I think from an employment standpoint, there's going to be, this is going to be a rough year. Yeah. Like even when things come back, I just, just the way that I, I see my wife works for a really large uh, corporation and we got affected first. And I kept telling her, I'm like, look, we just had to lay off a bunch of people. It's going to come for you next. She's like, well, you know, we're not a restaurant, blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, like she just last week, they let go of 30, 35% of the workforce. And, and I think it, I just knowing, like looking at our parameters that we're under, it's like, I don't think this is going to be the switch comes back on and everybody just like goes a hundred percent right away. I think they're gonna be like, okay, let's take back the first group. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be stages. We've also, um, we've also now all taught our companies that, uh, the majority of their workforce can work from home. Um, yes. A lot of them can do, uh, can do, you know, teleconferencing and things like that. You don't need to have an office the size that you did have. You don't need to do this. You can start to see that a lot of these jobs are redundant and not necessary. And, you know, that's going to affect things too. And I don't know that everybody's really thinking about that yet, that when we do go back to quote unquote, some kind of normal, uh, companies are going to look at that bottom line and be like, look, we're not going back to where we were. Like we, we've been doing this just fine, but we're going to do something similar to that. We'll see. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it's like, but I, I do think, I think it's going to be tough here on that front. Um, and, and that's, that's something that, um, you know, I think you got to ask yourself and, and challenge yourself and say, it's just like with what we're looking at here. It's like, there's, there's other ways to win in the world, right? Like right. the world's changed. There's going to be new ways to win. There's going to be new jobs created that didn't exist before. There's going to be jobs that get eliminated that probably didn't have a purpose. Um, so, you know, if you get affected by it, um, ask yourself, like, is this, 
were you on the career path that you were supposed to be on? Um, is there something else that you that you should be doing? I, I, my, my mom was in HR and she always said to me, like, I'll never forget having to fire the first person I ever had to fire. Um, and, and she said, she's like, she told me, she's like, if you're, if, if it's at this point, you holding on to that person and keeping that person in that position, you're doing them a disservice because they're supposed to be doing something else. Like not, they don't know that, but you'll find out later um, that they, you know, that, that they're, they're not happy with doing what they're doing because they're, you know, if they're not executing it to where the level that, that is expected of them, like they're probably not executing it because they're not happy in that job. Right. So I think just looking at, looking at the scenarios when this comes out, like you'll, have people alter and i don't know it's 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 all going to be interesting to watch and and we're all going to get through it and you know that's that's where we're at we'll we'll all be there on the on the other side of this and at some point we'll be sitting at a bar with a beer in our hands uh reminiscing about the summer of 2020 and what it was you know yeah and I don't, were you, were you affected by, um, by the housing crisis at all? I personally was not, but I mean, the company that I worked for, absolutely. It was the, the absolute darkest time that I've seen. I had just gotten hired a couple of years before that. Okay. But, um, were you affected by nine 11? No, not really. That was, um, yeah, I mean, I, that was before I was still in high school at the time trying yeah. to think of time frames. So, so like nine 11, I was in college, right? Like I didn't, I, I cl- classes got canceled. Right. Um, but I don't remember it affecting, you know, there was some like, you know, Hey, the game got delayed or whatever. Um, uh, but it didn't affect that. And then when the housing crisis happened, I had just come back from Chicago. I was working at our family restaurant. Um, and, and for whatever reason, like, I don't really remember it. it. It didn't, I don't remember it affecting people. I remember people being at the bar and like telling me like, Oh God, I remember a guy who worked for like car dealership and he's like, Oh, it's just horrible, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't remember getting affected. This is the first time that I've ever like, experienced something like this where like I felt like I felt the jobs and I felt all that stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is hard. Yeah. See, we still like, even with this, like this has not affected my job at all. So, so far the company has not laid anybody off. My wife's job is not that lucky. They've definitely been affected by it. But like at the same time, we're in this weird bubble right now being, you know, trying to get ready for this, this kid and everything that we're kind of, not paying as close of attention to the world around us as, as we probably would have been otherwise. So it just doesn't seem the, the effects of that haven't really kind of settled in. I don't think until we get through all of that. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It's a, it's interesting. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting time, but whenever things like this happen, there's always opportunity somewhere. You just got to look for it. That's, and, I, and I think that we are going to, and, and I know that this is, it's, it's, it's probably pissing somebody off when I say it. And I've probably said it on every episode since this has happened, but I think that as a whole, we are going to come out of this much stronger than when we went into it. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people that lose their jobs and, and, and horrible things, but uh, we, as a whole, we'll, 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 this is going to, we're going to be okay. And, and, and we're going to come out better and, um, craft beer. You can't, you can't stop it. It's not going to end, you know? 
Yeah, I, I wonder if there's like even the, the localization, the passion for local products becomes even stronger than well, it was. And the camaraderie, like, the, you know, the, yeah. not that it didn't exist in the last couple of years locally, but it's changed a little bit and people have gotten uh, there's there's there's, you know, other stuff happening around all of this. But this reminds me of, you know, craft beer. Uh, you know, 10 years ago when there wasn't a lot of places and they were all friendly with each other. They were all heavily relying on each other to make this thing keep existing. And it feels Mm -hmm. that way again. And like, that's a good thing. And if it can, if this can be that thing that causes people to remember like what this is all about, um, that's a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it'll be interesting that the, the, um, the restaurant piece is very complicated. I'm in, I I don't know how that's going to work. Um, there just with all these restaurants and the, like the idea of all these places all reopening at the same time and all trying to buy food at the same time and all trying to buy beer at the same time. I, it makes my head spin thinking about it. Um, that's, that's going to be a challenge for, and that's why I, I I'm hoping we get some clear direction from, uh, the government as far as how we're going to do that, because it's, it's just, it's a big thing to try to navigate. But as a brewery also who has beer out there in the world that is just sitting in a, in a, a tap line somewhere that's been, exactly. Safe, like, there's a whole exactly. other side of this that we haven't like even started to scratch the surface I, of, of when this no, all turns back how, on. How do you, how does that, that? work? Yeah, how, how does that work? I, I know it, it's, I don't, I don't have an answer. That's, that's one of those ones that's like, it's sitting there, it's lingering. I don't know where there's a keg I, of punch in the IPA that is just dying. I know it <laughs> just die. And here's the thing. It's just dying on somebody's tap line yeah. and their, and their business was just dramatically affected. Right. Like, so how, how does that work? Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, like, how do we figure out what to do there? That's, that's going to be a big challenge. Um, and, and I don't know. I don't, I, I said this, I said that was one of the biggest issues. They, when we were talking the board for the OCBA, we kind of went through each member and said like, Hey, what are the two things? And that was the one from my side. I was like, Hey, how are we going to handle all of these, you know, all these draft beers that are out there that got, you know, 10 sips out of them that now all of a sudden have to be, you know, should be returned. Um, when they get returned, who pays for it? Who's responsible for it? How does it work? Do you go to the business that literally is, is on a shoestring budget that is, you know, can't keep their lights on and tell them that tough luck, you know, you got to eat that keg or, you know, do we tell our distributors that they need to pay for it because they delivered it and they're responsible for it? Or do we eat it? It's like, it's this very complicated thing. You, you take it to a distillery and you distill it all into booze is what you do. That's actually a good idea. There's probably so much to be distilled. Oh my God. I didn't think about that. We have a distillery. Uh, It's actually, there's not a lot of places that are in that position, but there's, there's a handful around town here that can, you know, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Thanks. No, yeah, that's you, what you just answered my question for me. <laughs> There's going to be a whole bunch of, uh, punchy when the vodka coming out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, uh, Bobby, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I know you got to go, uh, do the family thing, um, as I do. No. So, so I'm at, you know what I'm doing next? This is actually, uh, this is one of my favorite parts about this. So I have, a, um, I have a friend, um, and, and he had to go to the hospital for a surgery, um, for, for, to remove cancer. And this is so terrifying. This is so terrifying. So he's got, he's got a family at home. Uh, he's got his wife at home and they can't go to the surgery. So he has to sit in the hospital for the next week. Oh, uh, and nobody can visit him. 
And it's like, oh my God, like what? That's, and he's going to be fine and it's going to be okay because he's an amazing person. Um, so I'm headed over. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm making, we're making some milkshakes and burgers for him. We're going to drive it up in the Volkswagen bus and drop it off. On the oh, family. That's so awesome. Like, it's good. It feels good. But like, it's, you know, it, it's the days of me putting the order back to the kitchen and telling them that, Hey, we need uh, four burgers to go drive up to my friend. You know, I'm literally going to cook the chicken fingers and, and cheeseburgers <laughs> on the grill after this. Uh, so, and that's fun. Like that feels right. Like that feels so much better than, than, you know, being like, Hey guys, can you make this for me? And I'll drive it up there and I get all the credits. Like, no, I'm going to sit there and make this for you. So, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's cool. It really is what this is all about, man. I, That's exactly it. It just makes you like, you're like, this is awesome. I can go like bring them some happiness in this terrible time. So, well, well uh, come down so. here when, when you get a chance, I, you got to try one of these milkshakes that we're making. <laughs> um, it's, it's going to be what we have going on with this burger bar is special. And, and when people see it, um, you'll get it. It's just, uh, the more we've looked at it, we're like, wow, this is it. Like this was, we thought it was a good idea when we had it, but then when it all started to kind of get pieced together, we're like, this is, it's, it's very unique. And it's something, uh, if you get a chance and, and we actually can figure out how to open this thing without our orders getting <laughs> overloaded online, uh, come enjoy it. I will. I'll definitely be there at some point. I can guarantee that <laughs> I can right, get out on the bike trail too. get out on the bike trail. You don't have to ride a bike. You just go out and walk. <laughs> Walking sounds just as bad as riding a bike. I, if I can sit in one of those little, like little kid trailers and have somebody else like pull, Which me, one's already like, pull you, <laughs> go, get, go get your heartbeat up. It always feels good. That's how people have heart attacks, Bobby. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're, there's a million different ways you can die. You know, drinking kills you too. You uh, know no, that. it does not. <laughs> Um, we, uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know what we're talking about next week because, you know, um, life is pure chaos right now in, in, in every way possible, but we'll definitely be back. And if you're listening to this on the fourth, when it drops, um, you know, jump on to uh, Facebook live tonight because hopefully I'm still doing an episode of the weekly pint from the hospital. <laughs> if my <laughs> wife, uh, if my wife allows it, <laughs> awesome. it might be the cause of my divorce. Um, and uh, support your local tap rooms, support your local breweries. Get out there and buy some beer, and uh, and and wave to people from a safe distance because we will get back to normal, and um, everybody misses each other. <laughs> Bobby, thank you very much. No, I'm really the best. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>